everybody, hey everybody, mommy's back, Mollywood, back in the house, and the gods have gifted us with a beautiful present, Adam Newman has been funded again, I mean, and the funding amount, <laughs> and who funded him, Ooh. Molly, it's like the greatest gift, the gods exist, Man. I believe in the afterlife. They I have believe. given a sacrifice to the great God of Molly coming back from. I season. believe I got to miss all of the dire business of last end week. End of the world. Yes. The end of the world. And I get to just roll right into news that A16Z has written its largest single check ever to Adam so Newman good. for his Can't new residential real estate startup, Flow. Not to be confused with his other crypto project, Flow Carbon. It's I I could not be more thrilled, and of I'm course, so thrilled. just on time, Mark Andreessen uh, and his lovely wife comment on how multi-family housing in Atherton, how these two stories drop in the same ten days. I mean, fate loves irony. It's going to be a great show. So great. Stick with us. This week in startups is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Host your first job for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Trip Actions was built to help businesses scale without travel and expenses being a pain point. It's the only all-in-one travel, corporate card, and expense management solution. Go to tripactions.com slash twist to sign up for free and get a $500 Amazon gift card after making your first travel booking or paying off your first $1,000 of liquid spend. And Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of business apps that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Your first app is free forever. And right now, Odoo is offering $1,000 off your first implementation pack at odoo.com slash twist. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash twist. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Monday. And I think somebody's got some Monday energy. <laughs> Welcome home, sister. Oh my God, I missed you guys. My big sister is here. That was a long one. Turns out vacations do what they're supposed to do. They make you miss your house, your homies, and your podcast. Nice. That's yep. great. I was a little worried. I was like, Molly, gone for six podcasts. What's going to happen? And I realized, great. we've got such a, sh you, you and I are so strong individually and we've got such strong producers, and we've got such a strong bench of guests that when one of us goes away for a couple of days, it's actually kind of like a ratings bonanza, like, because the producers and everybody rally to like, okay, we got to beef this up because, hey, one of the all-stars is gone. It's like the, the bench steps up, right? The yep. other players get more shots on goal. There's more ball to go around. And when I went my rafting trip for three days, you had Didra Bosa on, uh, somebody else slipped in, Alex, Alex Wilhelm, mm -hmm. thank you to Alex both of them. Then you're gone, and we had an incredible uh, crypto roundtable with Vinny Lingham last Wednesday, uh, and uh, Sandeep Madra, which we're going to do every two weeks. I, I was going to say, so, please, can I get in on that? Like, I want to do that again, totally. too. That's how, that was got, so fun. I got big roundtable energy going. I would, you Love know, it. after the real estate one, I feel like the real estate one, what do you think, monthly would be good? Yeah, Adina definitely. And, yeah, that would feel like a it's monthly. It's like back cadence. to your roots because that's what you used to do as the news roundtable. Yes, and yep. you did on Buzz Out Loud, right? It was always a how many people, and also Twit. Like it was always a four people, three people. So it's, it feels like you can you can get a nice uh, ball movement going. So and then I also had Howard Lindzen on, mm -hmm. um, who Great hates interview. me, but 
you know, he's wild. He's a wild man, and he hates me, but he loves my J-Trades. Nick's favorite guest, Howard Lindsay. So it's Nick's favorite guest. Nick's favorite guest, because he just teed off on you. Nick's favorite guests are the ones who hate me. No, no, Which no, is, at this true. point, Howard Lindsay. Fascinating. Sacks. Freebird. Sacks is my guy. on the margins. <laughs> it's like, why does everybody hate me all of a sudden? What did oh, I no. do? I asked for a couple extra points <laughs> for being CEO. And now I'm the most hated guy in podcast. I've never had a bestie to hate hated ratio like this. It's rough. Not gonna lie. It's, it's hilarious. It's a rough listen. It's a rough listen Palmer, at this point. Palmer Lucky, another one of my favorites. Palmer Lucky, another. <laughs> Dude, I mean, what's going I got, on? <laughs> I got a stone cold Cinderella text while I'm on the beach. In ba- uh, no, I was cruising around Mexico City. I'm in the middle of like a food tour. I think I'm on a bike or whatever. And I get this message. It's like, what is going on? What is Jason trying to even do with Palmer Lucky out here? Da, 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 da. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God, I am off the grid. And none <laughs> oh. of this is my problem, even if I were on the grid. Like, why are you texting me? I don't even want to get into it. But oh, my God. It was I, like, yeah, I will tell you, I did not go back and look at the archives. I did not. I just, I'm letting that one just go on by. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. I was like, you Uh, know what? But yeah, no, I'm getting a lot of inbound on episode 91 of All In. Let me just tell people like, uh, we break each other's chops on the show. I'm okay. (laughs) It's okay for people to, I'm the chief chop breaker on the show. Because I will cut a (laughs) B. No, it's fine. (laughs) All the guys came uh, at me pretty hard because we went over the same things we go over every week. But people were like, hey, Jake, why did you sit out the, the sax monologue? The sax monologue. Well, I, I, in a way, I don't like talking about politics. I'm more and more moving to this independent position, which is kind of where I started my political leanings, which is, I just like to be an independent critical thinker. I don't like to be part of parties. I voted Republican in my youth, like in my 20s, I voted uh, and into my 30s, Pataki, Giuliani, when he was sane. And um Bloomberg, who was a Republican. Uh, and so, but a Bloomberg's a Republican in the way like Clinton's like a, Bill Clinton was a moderate kind of, uh, mm-hmm. but people are really trying to pin me that. I said, you know what? I, I don't have enough information on this Mar-a-Lago search for me to feel like I can make a definitive decision. I, I think you could wait until after we have the stuff released or even a couple of months. I'm not saying, I, everybody knows I'm not a fan of Trump. I hate the guy. But I just said, let me see what happens if I just lay back. And I think I proved my point largely, which is like, it's going to just lean to one side, got to be a monologue. And I don't really want to speak about politics and like, just be the defender of the left and then be pinned as like having Trump derangement syndrome. You know, I'm a Cinderella. I don't want to be Cinderella like you, right? I find my politics. I have no home right now. I'm not at home in either. He's probably very uncomfortable with both parties positions on spending on interfering in people's lives. Like, both parties want to interfere and like just get way too involved in people's lives. I'll leave it at that. Like between Roe v. Wade and people's rights and You're freedom just of speech. About like the one party right now, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I am talking about one party right now, <laughs> I mean, but also with the freedom of speech stuff. Saying. Like you know, which the other party don't, no longer believes in as much as they used to. Like it used to be, and then the working class. Yes. you know, like I feel like sure. the the left has abandoned the working class and they've abandoned freedom of speech. And I'm just like. Can, where where was my party? Where, do I even have a party now? I don't. Freedom of speech, neither party cares about. Limited spending, neither party cares about. Staying out of people's lives. It feels like everybody's up in everybody's life. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I find the whole thing gross. I find the the polarization gross. I hate the media most of all. Both sides. I was listening to Fox during this whole thing. You got a media break, I hope. Oh, yeah. Well, I tried, but there you was tried. a lot. 
happening. Would you get pulled into I, the Twitter? Were you uh, just yes. did you late night watch some news? No, I just was Twitter. Ah, just Twitter. How yeah, are you not just, gonna look at Twitter when that yeah, FBI situation is happening? I was like, uh Well, you know, it's just like I I uh, and we'll just give this little media commentary here. I was like, I bet you if I turn on Fox, they're going to be talking about Hunter Biden and Hillary's email. Of course. And I was driving up to Tahoe. And whatever and else. Who knows? I, I kid you not. I turn on Fox and it's exactly that Hunter Biden and Hillary's email. So then I'm like, I bet you if I turn on MSNBC, it's going to be them talking about he's going to jail and like just exaggerating this thing and blowing it completely out of proportion before we even know what's up because we all know like this has been an ongoing issue with you know people take there's people on the left who have took stuff like there was that famous guy who was i guess part of uh, the clinton administration uh, who, stole the one who went to jail yeah he didn't i don't know if he went to jail this i think is he, not, uh, this he got is sanctioned not, there is nothing he put them in his pants right this. well no of course not this is a large number of documents but there was another guy who was like going to the archives and ripping out the 9-11 stuff and putting it in his pants and socks and he was on the left i'm like this this seems to be happening on some regular cadence. People take documents. They're loosey goosey with this stuff, and, and then it seems like people, the FBI. And then there's the president of the United States. Like, come on, sure, sure. They, you don't execute a war anyway. It's a very yeah. different conversation. What I will say is that I think we all want to be. We all do want to be free of the exhausting nature of the discourse right now. There doesn't seem to be any political, any benefit personally or otherwise into wading in and trying to debate because one side has one set of information and the yep. other side has another set of information and never right. the twain tell me, right? It feels like no minds are being changed. Like I listen to Sachs yeah. and I'm like, I know you read that here, 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 you heard it here, right? Like, it feels I like, could, like points, you could yes. just literally go back and find yeah. the talking points and probably the email that got sent out. And, yeah. it, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you could have jumped in and said, Hey, I hear what you're saying about the FBI being corrupt right. and <laughs> acting in this way or whatever. But you do know that they also acted against Hillary Clinton right at the end there, James Comey did. And you know that like the current director is a Trump appointee and so on and so forth. But it doesn't matter. However, yeah, it's all tribal. Yeah, there is this ongoing question about like what it whatever what gets accomplished if no one takes a side. I you know, I think I'm taking the side of you know, uh, legal system take its course, right? Like, I think right. that's a pretty good one. Maybe and don't assume you actually know everything because you don't. I, I, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like, I, I, we don't, how can you make a judge? I mean, I, it's fun to play the speculation game. You could play the speculation game. As long as I'm fine with playing the speculation game, you say, here's like possible scenarios. A, B, C, you know, B, A, D. Like, you, you can literally go through the permutations of the possibilities and just, admit like no none of us know exactly what's going on here right we don't know but you know it's uh i just hope it ends because now i got the seeking sneaking suspicion that the justice department's not going to say anything because they're so close to the election and so now we're going to have another six months of just full-on media social media cable news 24 hours a day debating the, each a little drip drab for ratings. And I'm telling you, I'm not participating yeah. this time. Yeah. I'm going to wait it out. I am not participating. Let's see what the Justice Department comes up with. I trust them. I trust the FBI overall. I trust the Department of Justice overall. Yes. Can, are there bad cops? There's always been bad cops. Are there bad actors in politics? Yes, there are bad actors there. I think we can just wait it out and say, hey, there's other more interesting things to talk about. And that's what I would like to do is talk about the more interesting things while we figure out, while the Justice Department figures it out. Great. Um, Good news, know. because there's some good <laughs> shit on today's show. Oh, my God. I mean, 
Huh? Just when you thought he was out. Woo! He's, he's back. He's back he... in. What is... Have you seen the Rick and Morty uh, episode that is like a takeoff on heist movies? And they just keep going and rounding up the crew. And every single person that he goes and talks to is like, you son of a... I'm in. It's just I, I love like a that. good heist movie roundup. Uh, we get all the characters together. That's Adam Newman. Device. Exactly. That's Adam Newman right here. You son of a. All right. Well, let's, I'm in. I, I, I saw this K-16. going past my feed this morning and it was like, you know, praise Jesus. Uh, uh, Molly comes back and we all of a sudden have a, a full docket. Hallelujah. As you gear up for Q4, the big fall is coming. You're going to need to have the best people on your team to make sure you're firing on all cylinders. Q4 is critically important for all of us. So LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the right candidates faster. And your first job posting is always free. And this is critical. Speed is important, especially in a market like today. This is the time to focus and you can only achieve your goals with the right people on the team. Don't I know it? We love LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs is the best place to hire great people. They're the world's largest professional network. They have over 810 million people. I mean, they're going to hit a billion. Think about it. And creating a new job on LinkedIn takes minutes. And you can do all kinds of interesting things like screening questions to filter out the non-serious candidates. We want to get those answers because we want to see if people are paying attention and they're detail level people. And right now, you need to know this important statistic. 40 million job seekers come to LinkedIn every week. Nobody else can say that. Don't waste your time on other services. Go to linkedin.com slash twist and post your first job for free. LinkedIn.com slash TWIST gets you your first job for free because LinkedIn loves founders. They want to grow with you. That's where you're going to get your best candidates. Terms and conditions do apply because they're giving you something for free. Adam Newman has raised money for a startup called Flow, $350 million from A16Z at a valuation of over a billion dollars. <laughs> they're not launched. <laughs> they're not launched. It is not also launched. They're not launched. From what we can tell, it's also not Flow Carbon, the yeah. company that he had been starting that was going to like use the blockchain to track carbon credits. Okay. We don't think it's that, although there has been no official end of that company, and nor is it Flow, the crypto project. That, which is a separate independent which is crypto a separate project. independent crypto project Got it. that also i think is backed by Andreessen and had a big spike today as a result of this new this is none of that this none is a that. whole new unlaunched real estate venture oh i love it <laughs> so good better so good better. i mean and better. and better and better and better yeah okay let's do some fun details via the new york times the 350 million dollar check that a16z wrote is the largest single check this firm has ever written into a startup wow things we know and i believe this is a list this is a comprehensive list of all of the things we know about flow the company and there are four whole bullet points here five adam newman has evidently purchased over 3,000 apartment units in miami fort lauderdale atlanta and nashville he is planning to make a sizable personal investment in Flow in the form of cash and real estate assets. And the idea, I think, is that Flow will, quote, operate the properties Newman has bought and also offer its services to new developments and other third parties. So it's got like it. a property management, like when you buy a, a I got house and you rent it out on Verbo. It's just like that, I'm assuming. No. No. I not. think what this is going to be. It's going to be 
a community. Uh, remember he was doing We Live? Yep. I thought this is a great idea. I had talked about this on the show. I had this idea years ago because I got obsessed with micro apartments. New York had approved like this concept of creating micro apartments. It was very polarizing because people were like, oh, great, a family of five is going to live in, you know, 250 square feet. And it was like, no, these are more like dorm rooms for 20 something. So like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going to wind up being families of five. I'm like, okay, calm down, everybody. More housing better. <laughs> but the concept I had with micro apartments, which I think is what this is going to wind up being was mm -hmm. what if you had a bunch of micro apartments? And then instead of them having like bathrooms in them, you go down to a gym and there's like common showers and a gym. Because when I lived in New York, a lot of people lived in illegal lofts and they would use, you know, the toilets in the, you know, in the office building or whatever common toilets, they'd have a sink maybe. And then what they would do is they go to the gym every day and they take the shower there. It, it was like a classic New York yeah, hack. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's community living. It's, it's like, correct. you know, again, we go back to he was on the kibbutz. He was on the... He wanted to have a, the wait, wait, kibbutz is when you're talking. He was on a... The kibbutz. Sorry. Oh, kibbutz. Sorry. The kibbutz. I misheard. So that he was on the kibbutz, which I guess that's is maybe where up. kibbutz comes from, right? He grew up on a commune. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what this is. Commune yeah. living. It's communal living, without a doubt. But it's, Without a doubt, that's what he's doing. And then what I think is going to happen... to be clear, still, like nomads. old school... Yes. You know, it's, a, it's like an HOA combined with property management, it sounds like. And I think it's going to be that you can leave one and go to another one. So that was the other idea I had was, what if you built these micro apartments uh, with the, you know, showers downstairs and the gym kind of situation, and it was super cheap, but you bought in for, I don't know, $200,000, right? That's mm -hmm. what it costs to be a member of this. But you could stay in any one of 50 of them around the world. And when you left one, they would ship your belongings to the next one. So you'd say, hey, I put my stuff in the boxes, you know, same size boxes, they ship it to the other one, they put your boxes in the room. So imagine like that level of service where you could, or maybe you bought two units and you could give one to your friends or whatever. So that's what I have a feeling is going to go on. I'm guessing here. I'm speculating. But he did We and, Live. And to be clear, there's no way for us to know. Like there are no exact details of the business plan, at least as reported in the New York Times. They presumably presented them to A16Z to get the $350 million check. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's what I take this is. I think it's a pool of apartments that you'll easily be able to move around. I just want to also point out that $350 million mm -hmm. is the size of most venture capital firms. That's number one. So mm -hmm. the scale of this investment is extraordinary in venture. Number two, investing in two startups, because they led the $70 million round of the flow carbon crazy blockchain, which actually doesn't seem that crazy. We talked about this, actually, maybe a reasonable idea. So let's say they led, usually you, you do half if you're leading, so $35 million. They've now put 385 million into the second most disgraced founder of the last decade. After, I guess, Theranos, right? You'd say mm -hmm, it was Theranos. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other ones, but I'm saying That's at coming. scale. Yeah, at scale. At scale. Yeah, at scale. Like over a mm -hmm. billion dollar company. Number three, this breaks Jason's law, which is, it states that any startup that raises money at a billion dollar valuation before they have a product, uh, you're going to lose all your money and it might turn out to be a fraud. Now, I've, I've been saying this for a long time. We got a mm -hmm. lot of examples of this. Mm -hmm. Quibi, failed. Don't think it was a fraud. Theranos, failed, completely a fraud. WeWork um, never became worth a billion dollars before they had done like, you know, the milestone rounds. Nicola. Nicola. Mm -hmm. Then what, so that's three. What's the one in Florida that was doing AR? Still hasn't released a product, I believe. Magically. Oh, yeah, magically. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Good one. Again, I'm not saying it, it is a fraud. 
but it might turn out to be a fraud or complete mismanagement. You know, what we consider a fraud here in this day and era, th this, this era of we have to reinterpret every word, like what is a recession? What is a fraud? What is this? What is that? So like, I think we know what a fraud is, but okay. It could just be complete mismanagement. If we want to say Theranos was completely mismanaged and Nicola was just bad luck. Okay, fine. But I, I would say probably fraud. I mean, they were convicted of fraud. So yeah. In this case, well, I think case, we have yeah. a safe legal definition, which is... You're actually going to go to jail, gonna, so am I allowed to, to say it was a fraud? That. You're allowed to. You're also allowed I think to say whatever be... you want. You might get yelled at by your besties, but you can still say whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. It might be uh, a fraud. Uh, <laughs> if you have been convicted and are going to jail for it. Listen, I've booked a ton of work trips in my day, both for myself and my teams, and it is a massive headache. Think about how much time you waste with the overhead. I have to track receipts. I have to approve the vendors, reconciliations, all of this nonsense. There are so many issues you have to deal with. That's why I'm choosing Trip Actions. It's the all-in-one travel and corporate card that's also an expense management solution. All of your travel, all of your expenses go through their system and you give your team members a nice credit card and everybody books with your team's policies. You ever start when you're saying like, hey, we're gonna go here. And then one person's like, oh, I have to use uh, Alaska miles. I'm gonna use United miles. Oh, I'm senior, I need to get extra legroom. All this craziness is simplified with a single platform. Your booking, your itinerary management, the corporate cards, the expenses, and of course your policies. And all the expense reports then become automated. It saves you money, it drives productivity, it takes out drama, and it keeps the employees safe and they feel cared for. The team of agents there provide amazing 24-7 travel support and you get 2% cash back on every purchase and you don't have to be involved in all this craziness. Tripactions.com slash twist to sign up for free and they'll give you a $500 Amazon gift card after you do your first business travel booking or you pay off your first 1K in liquid spend. Okay, so if you use the product, they give you the $500 Amazon gift card as a thank you and you want to make sure you do that at tripactions.com slash twist. Interestingly... Mark Andreessen himself was like, you know, wrote a blog post explaining he why uh, he placed this bet. And among other things, blogger Mark is back. Blogger Mark is back. And we're going to get to the housing part mm. of this in a minute. But one of the wow. things he did point out was like, everybody wants to forget that WeWork was a, a great concept that is an ongoing concern, right? It's an existing business that seems to be doing that. pretty well. It is not all the things that it was uh, promised to be back in the, the day and there was unquestionably mismanagement what I mean I'm just pointing out what he said when he talks about why he wanted to found uh, why I he want, wanted to support that quote? I want to hear the Adam quote. Newman again here it is and so we are excited to partner with Adam Newman and his colleagues on flow which is a direct strike on precisely this problem the residential real estate problem he says Adam is a visionary leader who revolutionized the second largest asset class in the world commercial real estate by bringing community and brand to an industry in which neither existed before. Adam right. and the story of WeWork have been exhaustively, exhaustively chronicled, analyzed, and fictionalized, sometimes accurately. Ooh. Uh-huh. For Ooh. all the energy put into covering the story, it's often underappreciated that only one person has fundamentally redesigned the office experience and led a paradigm-changing global company in the process, Adam Newman. They're back in their guy. Makes and sense. then he goes on to say, we understand how difficult it is to build something like this, and we love seeing repeat founders build on past successes by growing from lessons learned. For Adam, the successes and lessons are plenty, and we are excited to go on this journey with him and his colleagues building the future of living. Fantastic. I have to say, kind of agree. 
I mean, we're so like torn on this, right? Because we weirdly kind of agree. <laughs> I, I think, agree I think everybody's Mars, come but... around with like uh, uh, everybody on our team anyway, especially producer Nick is like, well, we kind of love him. He can sell anything. I mean, like, here's the thing. The guy's a madman and he's audacious yeah. and you're looking for an audacious person to swing for the fences and build a hundred billion dollar company. We don't have enough of those people. And so is Adam Newman a huckster, P.T. Barnum, on his worst day, sure. Did he get completely off track and become a mega uh, narcissistic, no, insane, mm -hmm. horrible leader? Yes. Did he learn from it? Of course. How could he not? Well, we'll see. That's we'll the only, see. right? That's TBD, I guess. Did he learn from it? Don't know. How do you think the conversation went between the two of them? I think that's a great question. I think he came. Uh, Adam, uh, what lessons did you learn from your last experience? Mark, no private jets at this time. No private Mark, jets, Mark. Cannabis is now legal. Yeah. My pilot, <laughs> he rips the bong. I have a new pilot. He rips the bong. He flies the G550 like autopilot. So smooth. No private jet until we even the positive. <laughs> I have my own jet. <laughs> I bought two. Master bought me three jets, okay? <laughs> They're all going to have stuff driving. It's Come all on, pissy. Mark. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. I knew we had to. I knew we had to get Nick in here. This is his guy. That's my boy, dude. I'm, uh, anyway, you know, I like Adam Newman because he's not he doesn't pretend like he's someone else. He is exactly who he is. It's, and that's it's a level of authenticity. Mean, that is that yeah. is arguable. How? Like he's is, he seems to be pretending to be a businessman when in fact he is a lunatic cult leader. What? <laughs> But I think we'll he's pretend. Hold on, I'll split that. Learned. Millions of people go to WeWork still that's to this true. day. I mean, that's hundred percent true. Like he's I, pretending to be a that's hundred percent true. If I was going to get an office I mean, space, that's the first thing I do is look for a WeWork, over and they it went feels public. like Starbucks. Like he create, they created a genius brand. That is absolutely true. But yes. you cannot tell me there were business fundamentals happening there. Oh, there absolutely were. They were profitable for the first couple of in years. In the beginning, he went nuts in the right. end. In the beginning, so what, and then they went yes. nuts. He lost his mind. This is okay. I think I can split the difference here. What you're saying, Molly, is. He is, what was the word you described him? Like a lunatic cult leader? Yeah. Okay, lunatic cult leader is adjacent to mission-driven founder. I'm just putting it out there. I know, I agree. Lunatic cult There's leader, no mission-driven founder. Mm -hmm. It's kind of overlaps about 20%. I agree. He's Steve Jobs with bad unit economics. Thank That's you. That's what Adam Newman is. Thank you. Thank Steve you. Jobs Perfectly with said. bad unit economics. Absolutely. Yeah. Being amazing. That is amazing. Amazing. It is Beautiful. true. Like, I mean, is, you, there's only poetry, so much Nick. margin in real estate. Um, I think it's gonna, I'll be honest, I think majority chances it works. I think there's controls in place. Here's what I would like to say. Board control. Somebody has to leak to me what the board and governance is here. That's what I That's going to be the detail that matters. Because if I have a feeling that those 3,000 apartments, you notice it said those were already bought. Mm -hmm. I think Adam Newman has quietly bought those 3,000 on his own with his own money. Because what, he made like a $2 billion or something? That's what it said, yeah, is that he was going to or hadn't. It was sort of like fuzzy yeah. language about how he had invested. But yeah, unquestionably, Either I think he bought he them bought all. the option on them and put mm -hmm. down a big deposit, like a couple of hundred million dollars. Because let's say each of them, if there's 3,000 and they cost, what, 200,000 each, 300,000 each, you know, that's what I would guess. So 1,000 at 200,000 would be 200 million, 3,000 would be 600 million. So if he bought $600 million worth of units um, and he does the same play where he buys the units 
that are distressed or in like not the, not the cool area and they turn it and they gentrify it and make it the cool area by their existence. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty dope model. It's a pretty dope model. Like I was like, who wants to be in Fort Lauderdale? It's like, well, if Adam Newman makes Fort Lauderdale cool and it's a party by the pool with a bunch of young people, all of a sudden it is cool. So the, he's kind of like a club promoter. He can make it, he can make anywhere cool. I mean, if apartment living became like the, the real thing that's true here, like it's just, Look, it's fun to talk about Adam Newman because he's a larger than life personality. And I think we all agree that we do sort of unironically love him in mm -hmm. this pod, even if we wish we didn't. If there is a model to be created that allows for residential living to feel like a community, to be branded, yeah. where you, when you go to rent something, you know what you're going to get. You don't have like a bunch of brokers taking a vig in New York City. Yeah. You know, you've got and then you roll in and the amenities are always the same. Like you could Starbucksify yes. basically urban living like yes, people will want that. It will be awesome. And it will be awesome for like young people just starting out. It'll be great for people who maybe want to retire, but don't want to go to like whatever that place is called in Florida, like there's a ton of potential to reimagine residential real estate in this way. What's it called? It's the also, Pines or something? Like the crazy old people? Yeah, what is that called? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. Like, it's, like, it's called like the Pines or the, the Glades. But like my friends and I are always talking about how we want to have a lady commune because the men oh. die first. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, that does happen actually. Yeah, um, but, so th but like I think there is, a, there's, increasingly this idea of communal living a, a, as being awesome, but it's really, it's hard to find. It's, I don't know, I like it. Somebody like, has to I organize it. And then the person who organizes it. it is a cult leader who winds up having like six wives and I mean, doing something crazy. that's the downside. It's kind of the downside. Here's, here's what I think is going to be great here. Kibbutzes it's are very like successful crash, You know, you never heard of these places. <laughs> this place is going to, you know, the guns, the Manaya. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nexium. I mean, it kind of always includes a crazy cult leader. Who, yeah, um, and polygamy or whatever. Uh, Fusion ID HM in our, uh, in our, one of our noties points out someone should have had a real-time reaction of Masa when the news broke. Oh no, Masa's on his way, by the way. I just got a text from that kid who tracks jets. Masa's jets on the way <laughs> to Manhattan <laughs> to go meet with him. The valuation is now 40 billion. <laughs> he just put, that's why he sold all his Uber shares. He's, he's putting 8 billion into it at a 80 billion. <laughs> <laughs> who's crazier oh the crazy man or the person who backs him here's what mm. i will say yeah this is going to be great if he takes like some you know terrible apartment complex in phoenix and then turns it into like remember the standard hotel they made it like really funky and cool and they had a lot of like cool vibes going on there and it was a vibe imagine he does this and like you go back to the beer kegs and there's beer kegs on the weekend by the pool and it's included and there's uh, a pizza oven and there's a grill and somebody comes out and grills a bunch of stuff and makes pizza, which was his thing. Like, hey, we're going to have beer and pizza. Mm -hmm. Like the beer and pizza playbook with young people mm -hmm. by the pool is fine. That's appropriate. That's yeah. cool. At work, it leads to some issues. You know, obviously people drunk at work, not, not a great look. But people if people drunk Melrose by the pool on the weekend is... It's at your house. It's not like a big deal. Like you, you mm -hmm. can choose to have some beers by the pool or whatever. So... I think he, he's going to crush imagine this. Imagine like the digital nomad thing, but you want to do it for a year at a time or something. If you know that you could go to any city in America and rent an apartment yeah. from this one brand and it will always be the same experience. Yes. Yes. There's something there. There's something there. Kind of cool. I, yeah. Now, so there's something there. I don't know if it's a great business. I'll be totally honest. I think it I don't could know if be it's like a great a, business. Sounds yeah, really expensive. 
You yeah. got to like, you're so at the mercy of economic conditions that you can't control, such as the price of, you know, housing stock, rents, all of this other stuff. And, and I'll tell you something. Okay. Yes. Well, before you transition to the obvious, I just want yeah. to also say, I'm guessing four to five venture capitalists who would hear this pitch from Adam Newman uh-huh. at a reasonable valuation would invest. And... I yeah. just, you know, if you're a founder and you're willing to go big and be audacious, yeah. it counts for more than your mistakes. So this is a key learning. Audacity trumps misbehavior or shenanigans. Audacity trumps shenanigans. This is Jason's law number two. If you're audacious, <laughs> it forgives a lot. Dear God. Because the thing that is in short supply is audacity. No. Uh, audacity plus, well, I mean, yes. You've got to have some success. You have to have some credibility, yes. Yeah, yeah. so audacity, uh, credible audacity, thank you for the punch-up, credible audacity trumps shenanigans, is what I'll say. People will let you get away with a lot of shenanigans if you have credible uh, execution and audacity. Credible audacity trumps misbehavior. Full stop in our industry. I'm not saying that's the way I would have mm -hmm. designed it. I'm not saying I'm on board for it. I'm just telling you the truth. As I see it on the field, this is what happens on the playing field. Oh, yeah. The and all stars have one set of rules. LeBron has one set of rules. They're going to call fouls on LeBron, you know, against, you know, whoever's covering LeBron in a different way or, mm -hmm. you know, than they do against, you know, J.R. Smith. Without a doubt. And look, true story. True story. I try not to be incredibly impressionable, but if Adam Good. Newman stood in front of me and tried to sell me anything, I yeah. would write him a check. Absolutely. Like, the guy, it's like a magnetic, I mean, talk about a cult leader. It's like a, like things come out from the eyes. I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'm in. Release your anger, Molly. I know, it's all like coming I, to pass as I have foreseen. I pray that I <laughs> never have that. I'm watching you turn into a Sith Lord from I my eyes. The, I would have bought the resort timeshare, like the whole thing. Be like, seven yeah. years ago on Marketplace, Molly would be like, who's funding these people? <laughs> who's seven who's funding like, these people? Is the round open? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Can I just put like a cool 850 into the... Is there like, a, yeah, is it 1% of the round open? Is there any room in flow? <laughs> feel like this fits under the sustainability mandate. <laughs> yeah. Kind right? of does. It does. It's de it's housing density. Oh my God, call me Adam. Don't call me. I will write a check. I can't be trusted. Molly, speaking of housing density, I, <laughs> I kind of feel like Mark was just talking about housing density and the was. housing crisis. So weird. Fate loves irony. Go. <laughs> Before we get to the ad, it makes our team so happy to see our partners celebrate big wins. And I was so thrilled to hear about this huge funding round for our partner, Odoo. Really great stuff from Julian and the team, especially in this crazy venture market. It speaks a lot to the incredible product they're making. And, you know, right now you've got a lot of SaaS apps. Maybe you don't need all of them. Check out Odoo's suite of business apps because you're going to save money and you're going to get more done with less effort. Using Odoo means you don't have a bunch of different SaaS subscriptions weighing you down. Everything you need is already inside of Odoo. All you have to do is flip a switch and turn it on when you're ready. And they'll only charge you for the apps you're going to use. Odoo has over 40 main apps and over 16,000 apps from their open source community. We're talking about sales, accounting, marketing automation, HR, website builders, and so, so much more. You can have one customer support contact, all your data in one place, and all of your apps 
will be supported by that same customer support team, not 20 different ones. And here's the best part. Your first app is free forever. And Odoo is offering a $1,000 credit on your first implementation pack. Amazingly generous $1,000 right now. Odoo.com slash twist. O-D-O-O.com slash twist. Here is a direct quote from okay. Mark, the uh, Andreessen blog post explaining why uh, A16Z placed a $350 million bet. Quote. Okay. Shelter is one of our most basic needs. Mm -hmm. In a world where limited access to homeownership continues to be a driving force behind inequality and anxiety, giving renters a sense of security, community, and genuine ownership has transformative power for our society. When you care for people at their home and provide them with a sense of physical uh -huh. and financial security, you empower them to do more and build things. Solving this problem is key to increasing opportunity for everyone. He says that we have these two models, right? This is how it starts. Our yes. nation has a housing crisis. The demographic no trends yeah. driving America's housing markets are impossible to ignore. Our country is creating households faster than we're building houses. Checks out. Structural shortages and available homes for sale push housing prices higher while young people are staying single for longer and increasingly concentrating in highly desirable urban centers. Uh, there are these two historical models in housing. The first model is you own a home you call your own, typically with a multi-decade mortgage near your current employer, if you can find a house, as these locations often aren't building new housing. If Confirmed. you can afford that house, as housing prices in many such places have skyrocketed. It's, yeah, totally. Yeah, we all live in the Bay Area. Yeah, all confirmed. true things yes. uh, about the housing market. I agree a hundred percent with Mark's assessment. I agree a hundred percent with Mark's and assessment. And he also he wrote that it's time to build blog post. It's time to build. It's time to build. So this Get all it. checks out, right? He, it all he, he, checks he's, out. he's framed the problem so succinctly. I probably haven't heard a better summary than that summary. So good. Number two, he wrote a very passionate, seminal essay of his career. It yes. is time to build. The rallying cry to solve this this exact level of problem. Continue, Molly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Also, Mark Andreessen oh. and his wife okay. recently Laura. opposed strongly what? <laughs> what? a proposed housing plan that would legalize the building of about 130 units in their hometown of Atherton <laughs> yeah. by 2031. Uh, Atherton is a hella rich county. The richest. It's America's most expensive zip code, median sale price of $7.4 million in 2021, which is 26% larger than the next highest zip code. So the planning department proposed to modestly increase the zoned capacity of Atherton, legalizing the construction of smaller multifamily properties in a few places, a little over 130 units total to describe this problem that is so well articulated here. Uh, if you can find a house as locations aren't building and if you can afford that house because the prices have skyrocketed, it is unclear whether Mark Andreessen or his wife, Laura, wrote this email that was submitted via public comment to Atherton's mayor and city council. But the Andreessen family sent this email. It was either a joint effort or one or the other. And this is their true feelings. Yes. Yes. True feelings. True Subject feelings. line. I can guess it, right? Please, please, Based please, on yeah. what you said, I can guess. Yep. We support... Uh, dense housing. It yeah. is time to build. This is a fundamental problem. It is unfair in society. I know Laura's passionate about equity and equality, you know, and these social issues and Mark clearly it's time to build. So go for it. You have 100% of our support. The Andreessen's.
definitely in one branch of the multiverse that happened. Yeah. But this, okay. this is not that Who's branch. playing Loki in that version of the <laughs> <Exactly>. multiverse? <laughs> this is the alligator Loki branch. Got it. Where Perfect. the subject line of this email said, all caps, immensely against what? multifamily development. What? <laughs> Wait a second. Immensely against. Body of the email. Quote, I am writing this letter to communicate our immense, this is in all caps, Objection to the creation of multifamily overlay zones in Atherton. Please, all caps, immediately remove all multifamily overlay zoning projects from the housing element, which will be submitted to the state in July. They will massively, massively decrease our home values, the quality of life of ourselves and our neighbors, and immensely caps increase the noise, pollution, and traffic. All right. I gotta, That's what their email I, I, said. Yeah. Uh, I got to just um, take a minute to grok all this because that it was time to build. But here's what I'll say. Respectfully, the Andreessen's are billionaires many times over on both sides. And what people don't understand here is famously, Laura's father was the major developer of Santo Road in Silicon Valley. He mm -hmm. owned swaths of property and their family continues to own those. So this is coming from a landowner beyond just their home, their primary residence, if it is that. But I'll also point out, it's also false. If you were to build 20 units, in t and these are townhomes, by the way, Ma, this isn't like a six-story apartment building. Yeah. Which, by the way, in Redwood City, which is the town above Atherton, they have built a ton of beautiful apartments. I've been inside one of them. I went to a poker game in one. They're gorgeous. They're, you know, perfect for somebody in their 30s with one kid. You come downstairs, you can walk to the movies, you can walk to boxes over there, you could walk to your office. It is perfect urban living. It has had zero impact other than to take Redwood City and make it a more desirable location because of these units. Mm -hmm. The traffic is fine in that area. I've driven through that area constantly. I've gone to Santo Road, Stanford, University Boulevard, to my friends' homes all over Atherton. There is no traffic problem in atherton zero traffic problem and if you were to build 20 of these what it would do is people don't realize this it's three thousand dollars a square foot in atherton mm -hmm. these apartments would go for two thousand dollars a square foot which means a the smallest of one bedrooms would be let's say 1200 square feet maybe that would be like the smallest you could make a two bedroom mm -hmm. which would make it a 2.5 million dollar two bedroom this is not going to bring in. <laughs> it's not <Downgrade>. massively. <laughs> it's all this would do in Atherton. But it says it's massive. It says in all caps. No, no. It would make $2.5 million units that would be available to developers or associates or maybe, you know, junior partners or the staff at Andreessen Horowitz at A16Z. The people who would live here is people who work for A16Z mm -hmm. who make. You know, maybe they got a dual income family, they make three or 400,000 a year combined. And that $400,000 entitles them to make a 10k a month payment on their, you know, or five to yeah, 10k a month payment on their mortgage for their 1200 square foot $2.5 million apartment. That's what would happen. I just think this is like the level I of hypocrisy. To, that's just so it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Let me let me quote you from it's, it's time to build, right? Because it's time uh -huh. to build isn't wasn't even only about like, we got to get manufacturing back and da da da. Uh -huh. Quote, 
we can't build nearly enough housing in our cities with surging economic potential, which results in crazily skyrocketing housing prices in places like San Francisco, making it nearly impossible for regular people to move in and take the jobs of his future. His wife, Laura Ariaga Andreessen, actually teaches a course at Stanford called Philanthropy, Inclusivity, and Leadership. I mean, it just is like, you're being pretty nice about it. Like, it is, this is the grossest hypocrisy. Like, you can, if you want to be a NIMBY and assume that your money entitles you to never have a neighbor, cool. But don't pretend you're the other thing. Yeah. That is disgusting. It's, yeah, it's not cool. I mean, come on. Disgusting. Housing is a right. Okay, I'm gonna let you go, Molly. I mean, you you have strong feelings on it. I think you I don't think you're wrong. Way too relaxed. Yeah. Welcome back from your vacation. <laughs> I know, God, no. All the filters are gone now. <laughs> the hypocrisy here is just stunning. It's, it's stunning. It is, it is gross. I'll say that. I think they need to sit and rethink their position and understand that all housing uses, units help. And I've lived in a number of communities with this same situation where they're zoned only single family. And now in California, they're saying you have to be multifamily. You could have two units per lot. You can't stop multifamily development. So what's happening is each of these local cities, whether it's Brentwood, Bel Air, or up here, Atherton or Redwood City, has to submit plans to have multifamily units because it's this passed in California's legislation. California um, does not build because powerful rich people, like the Andreessen's or anybody else, mm-hmm. own large amounts of property, multiple units, whatever, or just a large property period, you know, uh, and it's a, you know, for them, it's not a major asset. And they also have homes everywhere else, according to you know, public information that you read about in the news. And I think they, mo- I think they all moved to Nevada. Didn't the, didn't Ben and um, Mark say they were moving to Nevada? And that was going to be like their HQ. And they were kind of out of Silicon Valley, and they were going to be a nomadic venture firm. So they're not even living there anymore. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, but you know, you have to take a moment here and just think about what's best for society. And Along the corridor of public transit, what should happen is if you want to have public transit, you should have to have within the, let's just pick a, a, a number. I, I don't, I'm making a number up here. Two miles. Let's just say one mile. Within the 20 blocks around that station, there should be a zoning, which is 20 stories. Sounds crazy, right? 20 stories. Oh, my God. But it's within one mile around it. And all those people can go down and they're in walking distance under 15 minutes you know, some probably on average, they're six, seven minutes, right? It takes 15 minutes to walk a mile, something like that. So on average, the people in that area would be seven minutes away from mass transit. In other words, they would have to walk, there's no reason to get in a car, take longer to pull your car out of parking spot and park it again. So they'd be within seven minutes of mass transit, this is the obvious solution. So what they should have said to this was, hey, at the Caltrans station, or if we build BART down, it goes down to Millbrae. Now if they build, they're planning to build it to go down around all those train stations, reasonably, build 20 stories, make and that and those would become worth, you know, $1,000 a square foot, they would come down another level from townhomes, because this what they were fighting were townhomes, which are kind of like a bridge to, you know, getting a single family home. The the one before that is obviously an apartment, a proper apartment, in, you know, five, six, you know, even up to 20 stories, this would solve everybody's problem, this would make life so delightful. And the easiest way to convince any rich person to do this is, do you want your chef, your nanny, your housekeepers, your firefighters, your teachers, and your own children to be able to live and have a path to housing within 20 minutes, 
your team at Andreessen Horowitz who have to come to the office, wouldn't it be nice if they could be within 20 minutes of the office and not have to suffer? And then this argument about work from home, Molly, would go away. You know why work from home is so polarizing? Because if you're the boss, you pick the location of the headquarters and you pick it within a 20 minute drive. Right. That's how this is done. I put our right. office on sixth, you know, in, in, uh, in Soma because it's the first exit off of the exit ramp coming up from the bay. I pick the location, I'm the CEO, I get there quickest. People who are coming in uh, on BART had to walk 15 minutes to the BART station. The boss picked. If mm -hmm. it would have been better actually for everybody if we put it right above a BART station. If I did it again, I would have done it that way after seeing my team suffer through, you know, having to take BART and then walk 15 minutes each way, right. getting on and off. And that's the way people need to think. I bought this book just based on a thing I saw on Twitter called Arbitrary Lines, How Zoning Broke the American City and How to Fix It by this guy named Nolan Gray, who's a city planner who basically argues that zoning itself is a flawed policy. Now, n people who are honest about this do acknowledge that because supply and demand is a real thing, mm -hmm. if you build more housing, there is a possibility the housing prices could go down. That's true, because yeah. there will be more supply. So you may not continue to benefit from artificially inflated prices in places that currently have, you know, extreme housing restriction, like there will be a period of adjustment to that. And I'm not going to try to pretend that, you know, maybe in a 100 years, if enough houses were built in Atherton, it might immensely yeah. decrease the value of the properties there. If you don't want that to happen, sell now. <laughs> like, it's but not going to That's the fallacy here. It but would the increase idea of building it. 130 units immensely decreasing, right, like you make a place more desirable, you have more, but People, nobody this is why housing does not get built in america because it is not confined to the andreessen family this mentality this idea that like yeah i definitely want more housing to exist i think that's a great idea but not in my backyard i mean like put a number on it it's like we're going to have five percent more units a year so yep. every 12 years we'll double the amount of housing okay that's too much great we're gonna have 2% every 35 years, we'll double the amount of housing in the area number of units, right? That seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. you, you know, and there's a and there's a certain density that becomes reasonable. But this is all because we're, you know, single family zoning in California, you know, that has been um, eliminated. So now you can have multiple units on a property, etc. There's re actually mm -hmm. really one test case for this. The one major city uh, that has no zoning is Houston. They have no zoning codes. Now Dallas right. has like, 30 so like that's these are what the two. guy was tweeting about that's the tweet yeah, that got me to buy this book is he was talking oh, okay. about how houston is like so yeah. vibrant i had totally yes. forgotten until you said it that that's the city yes. he was referring to and so this is what people and, and then the areas outside of austin also have like a very permissive where if you buy you know 50 acres and you want to make it you know this section's commercial this section's residential this section is uh uh, a, a retreat center, you know, you can kind of do what you want within reason. And they're very pro at your land. So I think what will happen is California is because they're clenching up like this, and they're anti development, they're going to go through this, you know, anxiety for the next decade or two. This is why I think California is not rebounding in our lifetime. I think this will be a fight that is so intractable, Molly, that I don't think oh, yeah. California survives the next 10 to 20 years. I think it's going to be infighting like this. For another 20 years, you don't taxes think California keep going up. survives the next 10 years? No, Expand it's going to survive, that. but it's know, not going to thrive. I think it's going to be these kind of issues. Yeah. You know, homelessness, 
drug policy, housing, multi-unit stuff, uh, taxes, all of this stuff is, it, it's so um, intractable here. Yeah. And it's yeah. so, um, the, the, the dynamics are like this, right? Like the Andreessen's, the, you know, folks in San Francisco who want to have, you know, a very permissive drug policy or no drug policy, other people who want it to be, you know, lock everybody up for their first offense, like this kind of tone, I don't think changes. And if it does, I think it takes 20 years. I think it's intractable. I think a lot of people like one side has to leave the state. And I think that's what we're seeing is that one group is just going to opt out of this. And I think you're seeing affluent people opt out of it. And so I do think this is going to be a challenge for the Bay Area. I, um, yeah, hard to say. It's, uh, I think that, that California does have a lot of very intractable problems. There's no doubt about it. I don't see Mark Andreessen leaving the state. Like, they're going to fight for their enclaves. No, I think he has already. I think that's the thing is he's out. Ben Horowitz and Mark Andreessen have bought homes in Las Vegas and are cutting down on board memberships. Mm. December 9th, 2021. Recently, the Bay Area based venture capitals, Ben Horowitz took part in a popular post pandemic pastime, updating the locations on his LinkedIn profile. Goodbye, California. Hello, Las Vegas. Mark Andreessen has also purchased property in Nevada. Their individual real estate decisions are a sign of significant, if slow motion shift at their company, the prominent venture capital Andreessen Horowitz. Now, Andreessen Horowitz also said this year that they were going to go nomad. Uh, no, yeah, HQ. I remember that. I remember yeah, so that. So, Andreessen Horowitz ditches physical HQ. The headquarters will be in the cloud. So, I think this is all a part of this process of people saying, you know what, I'm giving up on California, and you know, or I'm I'm going to invest in other places. Right? The, there was the famous hedge fund guy from Chicago. He said he couldn't get talented young people mm -hmm. to move to Chicago because of violence, and because it's Chicago, it's cold. And he moved to Miami, I think, or whatever. So, I will say the Atherton fight does appear to be recent. Also, you're I also I think that's it. true. The, I mean, but these are people who have the luxury of diversifying, they can keep the house here, fight against new buildings so that the yeah. you know, so it's a good investment oh, and then buy houses somewhere what, else. Look what I just got. What? Somebody just leaked to me the flow deck. Oh, my God. I, oh, I got let me pull up a couple slides for you. Molly. Oh, my God. Live life in flow confidential let's go to the next slide up? what's happening here hold on I, let me just take let's take a look next slide <laughs> oh look flow atherton <laughs> they're bringing uh, flow to atherton we flow this we flow genius. atherton Bravo. here Bravo. it is everybody confidential uh -huh. this is for a16 only we flow this is slide number 323 we jumped ahead in the deck molly uh -huh. this is slide 323 of 987 it's apparently it's a long deck but Flo is coming to Atherton and, uh, huh? oh, look, and Flo is coming to the wall in Saudi the Arabia wall. as well. They're going to make a wall. Well, you know, the wall is that big Saudi <laughs> project where everybody's going to live in the wall. So Flo will be part of that. You'll be flowing through the wall, the apparently. Line. Oh, my God. Okay, one this more. New genius. Oh, look, they've just repossessed Mar-a-Lago and it's in the Flo network oh, now. Oh, look at that. It's in the Flo network So now. you're going to be able to flow as a member from Mark Andreessen's old mansion, which he's you putting into the Flo inventory. <laughs> to Saudi Arabia and back to Mar-a-Lago. Young people, what could be better? <laughs> There's your flow, Molly. <laughs> Shout out Presh for the day. Shout Brother out to Presh. Presh. You damn yeah. genius, Presh. That's my idea. He flow Mars. It's pretty great. Flow Mars, good one. That was that. Flow Mars was on my short list too. I don't know what other flow locations you want. Molly was like, what's happening? I was like, don't I was, tell I Molly. Like, what? You got me. You got, got me good. You. All right, listen, um, congratulations anyway, yes. to Adam Newman. Uh, congratulations to Adam Newman. Don't call yeah. us. Otherwise, I have a feeling I'm getting check. blocked by Mark Andreessen on Twitter. I have a feeling again. I'm getting blocked by Mark Andreessen. <laughs> and honestly, I think I'm fine with it. I think Mark should. This is what I think Mark should do. Is I This is my advice to Mark. I know it's he listens or people clip this uh, on his team. I think that he should come out and say, listen, um, 
I know it looks bad, what I said, and I've actually rethought it. And I, I talked to Adam Newman, and actually, I think we should collaborate. And um, I realized that was like a short, that was a knee jerk reaction, because we are concerned about traffic. And you know, we would be concerned about density here. But I think there's reasonable density. And looking at it, I think we could put in like 500 units. And I'd love to get the contract for that for flow, <laughs> put those in flow inventory, you should just totally come out and say he's reconsidered his position. And uh, it's a really good learning moment for him. I will point out also, uh, my Twitter feed, I noticed um, that another founder who is in the a 16 portfolio named Ali Resnick. Mm -hmm. He tweeted about what this meant for his company. So Ali Resnick is the founder and CEO of a startup called belong, which is a vertically integrated home management mm -hmm. rental platform. Mm -hmm. A 16 put 5 million into it in 2019. They participated in their $50 million seed this year. And um, this is, uh, I guess, one of those conflict situations you hear about. And so to just look at his tweets today, Mark, P. Marka announced A16's investment in flow. I'm tweeting, I'm uh, reading Ali's tweet. And I got many questions. Ali Resnick writes, uh, just some thought I thought I would clarify. He says, our thesis is similar. We believe in a better and different future for home. Our approach is different. He writes, I believe in a future where homes are in the hands of real people. The trend here is concerning. At the pace at which hedge funds are bidding for homes in the USA, 10% of the housing stock will be owned by three corporations by 2030. He says, so we have built Join Belong, is the Twitter handle for Belong, a vertically integrated system for home management that empowers small homeowners to own more homes and provide extraordinary service to residents. In addition, with each on-time rent payment, belong residents save towards home ownership. So not dissimilar to Get Divi. Yes. Very Adina's similar, which company. Adina Heffitt's company. Potentially very similar in some ways to Flow, but here's some more differentiation, he says. Flow, on the other hand, owns and operates large multifamily end-to-end uh, -end apartments. Flow owns property, belong doesn't. Belong is a system that empowers small owner homeowners to own more homes. We work exclusively with real people that are small owners. So he says hmm. that these are potentially complementary. And he says, I want to welcome extraordinary investors like P Mark and entrepreneurs like Adam to the home space. And is that a red balloon at the bottom? I think so. Emoji? Yeah, it's cute. So no, like, I mean, that's I mean, sort of evoking the, the monster from it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the balloon? The balloon? Red balloon? Is that the monster from it? What Pennywise? Oh, God, what creepy. Come get uh, me. <laughs> I, went as, is horrible. I went as Pennywise uh, to a Halloween party. That's not right. And I had an outfit that was so scary. And right. I put it on. <laughs> and my daughter was having dinner and I jumped out into the kitchen and she screamed. I was so scared. And it was like a really... I shouldn't have done it, but it was very funny. <laughs> God. I didn't think it was that scary. A little casual PTSD. A little casual trauma. If this is her, if this is the total summer for PTSD from her childhood, which I think it is, it's, you know, it's basically like a Tuesday <laughs> based on my brothers and I PTSD from our childhood. I mean, we <laughs> it all read good... it way too young. We all saw Jaws way too late, too young. Like wow. a little, you know, yeah, little traumas. Little, little movie trauma. A little horror-based trauma is not the right, worst thing that ever happened. Here's my take on what he's saying. Um, he's pissed. He's this pissed. Is, he's pissed. <laughs> uh, this is like, he's also how like, could we you got do this to me? And he got 300 million. <laughs> yeah. This is, how could you do this to me? Yeah. I can't believe it. You gave that maniac 350. I'm sitting here building a real business. You gave me 5 million. You didn't even give me a heads up. We're going after the same 
group of buyers, this is absolutely uh, a stab in the back. And this is why you have to be very careful when you invest in startups, because, you know, one founder, I guarantee you, they didn't clear it with him, by the way. Uh, they just did it. Andreessen Hurwitz just did it based on the tone of this. I could be wrong, but on the tone mm -hmm. of this, he's kind of saying like, I have no choice but to respond to this. And so many of my friends are asking me, did Andreessen put me on, throw me under the bus? Now Andreessen yeah. probably said, hey, listen, we'll, we'll support your next round. It's all good, right? So he's kind of in a no-win situation. If he says like, this is not cool, then, you know, he loses Andreessen. He's already lost Andreessen. They placed a bet on here. So it's, it, this is a no-win situation for him, obviously. Um, but it feels like, they're going after the same customer, which is somebody who needs a place to live, who's a young person who wants to build equity towards a home. So these companies are, in fact, we could sit there and say like, oh, you know, iPhone's different than Android. And it's like, yeah, they're super different. One's open source, one's proprietary. Mm -hmm. but they're yeah, both one's cheap, one's systems. expensive, but yeah. you don't buy both. And so yeah. these customers will not buy both. So based on the would you buy both test of competition, this fails it. And that's the, that's the lens I look at it. Would you buy both? Now, if we invest, we invested in a story time app for kids and Com has sleep stories for kids as like one of 20 things they do, you would buy both. Yes, you can completely see somebody buying both. Com has 20 different features. This one had like one little niche feature, baby massage and um, baby story time. And it was for very young babies, in fact, not even kids, you know, like 12 year olds or eight year olds. So I think you, that's what I try to do is run the both test. Would you buy both? And... This one fails it, hands down. So, yeah, feels not good. Um, it, but whatever. I mean, a, this I mean, this is a this is a personality. This is a cult of personality investment. Full stop. Right. It's like it goes back to what you said about the the audacity. Somebody, uh, you know, I think this is a little bit of a. It's not a false equivalency, but it's a little frustrating. But you know, an investor and builder pointed out that like if you look at the size of the average VC round of funding an all female led team averages 6.8 million dollars in investment and an Adam Newman team led team including WeWork is 1.5 billion dollars <laughs> like they're just giving this guy the money I, like you know sort he, of thesis be damned right like or like the the business idea as we have discussed there could be something there without a doubt Clearly something. But they yeah. have ignored every other obstacle in order to fund Adam Newman. Let's be very specific. If somebody else it had is, brought this to him, they'd be like, oh, we have a competing no. company in our portfolio and it's capital intensive. I, and it's I really, actually believe that. Yeah. I actually believe your assessment of that. If, the, if, if you or I or some other entrepreneur who, you know, a cre if a credible entrepreneur came, but it wasn't Adam Newman, but, you know, let's call it reasonably credible. I don't know. They like sold a, their last company. Another second time founder, right? Yeah. They had sold their company for 50 million or 100 yeah. million, right? But it wasn't yeah. Adam Newman level success. I think they would be like, you know what? We yeah, we'll pass on this. We have something here. It's it's not that strong of an idea. It's got unit economics issues. But if you can bet on somebody who still has energy, and here's the other thing, Adam Newman has something to prove. It's a redemption story. And so you put all that together. I think it's a great bet by Andreessen. If I'm being honest, I think this is gonna be a 10Xer for them. If you if you told me to, you know, if they got is a billion dollar valuation, they put in 350. So they own 35% of this? At least a over a billion. Over a billion. Okay, let's say they own 25% of this or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 25%. If they own 25% of this and it's worth a billion three right now, you don't see Adam Newman making a $13 billion company again? I think that's what WeWork's trading at around $10 billion last time I checked. I could see But it. it's a $13 billion. It's still real estate. It's still real estate. It's still real estate. And it's still rents. I don't see a... 
Like, a, mar- I mean, I'm sure that there's like a membership yeah. play here. Like you pay something is, yeah. like an HOA, you know, but I still don't know how you get to 10x say, returns I, I do. I do. on I'll fundamentally real estate. Yeah, please the, do. Yeah, I can figure it out here. If they're bu- if they can stick to their knitting, which is buying under market properties, but getting pre premier location because of the design of them, which is what the standard hotel did and other people did, they, they would pick a location that was a little off the beaten path, not 57th Street, Manhattan, but you know, somewhere else, they pick that location that's distressed, let's call it, they get it at, you know, the apartments in that unit go for, let's say 1500 a month, they make it really cool and hip. It doesn't cost them anything to do that. It's like really de minimis to do it. It's more about style. Now they can charge 2100 for it. They get an extra four or $500 premium on it. That's profit. Now, if you just said net net, they made $200 a month in profit on it. And you said that was a subscription. And you called it a SaaS subscription. Okay, 2400 in subscription revenue a year from this individual. I mean, what there's no the only other person well, you still have to maintain that. their apartment, you still own a building. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, what is the premium Molly you can put on top of this for it being mm-hmm. a hip location. So would a young person we have a we have a we have two young people here, a uh, producer, Rachel producer, Nick, $1,500 a month, boring ass apartment with no amenities. And now you have one that has In the, the design location. Of, it, it, yeah, not a great location. That's why it's 1500 because it has no amenities, no location, $500 more, but $100 a week, 125 a week, would you consider I'm not gonna say do it but consider a place that had all young people and a party every weekend and was designed really hip and had a cool game room, and a cool barbecue area. Producer I, Rachel, producer Nick, I actually looked into this and conveniently on this weekend startups last week on Friday, we did have somebody on that actually did this it's called goal house it's really awesome and the yeah. wholesaling i actually looked into doing communal living coming into the city because i okay. didn't kind of wanted to test out new york um didn't know how long i wanted to be here and one cool thing i've noticed about communal living is that's one of the only ways you can live in new york besides airbnb and not have a full year lease but the thing that got me was not having your own bedroom and having to pay a little bit more of a premium for your uh, own bedroom so I think it. if i had my own it didn't bedroom, work out how- how much seven. more was it? That's How hilarious. Fifteen hundred right now. Right. No amenities. Pretty shit apartment. And I Got think it. it came to if I had my own bedroom, it was like two grand. Got it. So you'd rather be on your own for fifteen hundred than your yeah, and it would have been two bad. Okay, so you wouldn't do it if it was seventeen hundred. Would you do it? I would definitely more? look into it a little bit more, depending on okay. the location too. Yeah, but okay. I would definitely look at. I think two grand was a little too much, but fifteen was kind of more reasonable with having my own bedroom. Like I don't mind sharing my my bathroom, my kitchen, sure. but the bedroom. So good. for $200 more a month for 100 or 200 more a month, you'd consider it, but not 500. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Interesting. So I that's what I think. If it was $100 a month profit extra on top of it, and they've got, you know, I don't know, a million people living in these. It's making a billion dollars a year in profits, you know, so I that's I think the vision they're probably looking at, which is the same thing that happens at WeWorks, man, they were at that WeWork on Turk Street, we we're paying $6,000 for a 15 by f- 10 foot area. I mean, it was 150 square feet, 200 square feet, and we we're paying 6,000 for it. I yeah. mean, it was crazy. But what of that is profit? What's the margin there? Well, I think like, it was what's pretty the margin profit? on owning I, they, real estate? Um, well, they owning might own operating. it in a treasury that is separate than the P&L. But if you look on the P&L, it's really the rental of those. 
and how much above market would be the profit, right? So that's that right. that was always Newman's game. And that's why everybody gave him all that money is because when he sold it to Massa and he was like, look, Green Desk, you know, and then we worked to benchmark. When it went from Green Desk to benchmark, it was like we was Green Desk was somewhere out in Bushwick or somewhere in Brooklyn. Yeah, that it was in Williamsburg. It was in Williamsburg before Williamsburg it was really cool. So it was a pretty crummy location. And mm -hmm. but it was fun. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, ah, it's fun. Eh, I'll pay a little extra than if I did it myself. And it's abstracting Molly. If you can abstract the arduousness and pain, which is what Rachel just talked about, not having to sign a lease, you know, just paying for it like you pay for Starbucks. That's another yeah. part of this. Yeah. People don't want to be on the hook for a two year mortgage, a two year lease, mortgage, whatever. I 100% get the pitch. Like I would yeah. want to do this as a young person. I mm. get it as a like a smart real estate investment. I'm not sure I get it as a 10x investment. Okay. Uh, but I'm out. new here. So I'm willing <laughs> no, no, to, I, I'm willing I, to defer. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, could, could there be a million people? How many people are in WeWorks? You know, how many unique offices are in WeWork? Mm -hmm. If there's a million of them, and they make $100 profit per month from each, it's a billion two in profits. I'm just doing simple back of the envelope. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. could they go from 3000 to 30,000 to 300,000 to a million units, and they have these million units, and a million people living in flow spaces, that's probably the audacious pitch. And that would be a billion dollars in profits. I, I would but. also note that it seems like Newman bought these units personally, yes. at least over a year ago in specific areas that are incredibly pro housing, the Southeast. And it seems like he bought them under market for what that is worth right now, because people are flocking to these areas. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's always his thing is Arbor. And if he makes a place, he'll make it cool. You know, like, Look, mm -hmm. look what happened mm -hmm. to Austin. A bunch of notable people moved there. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, it's been validated as a destination. Look at Miami, Keith Raboy, a bunch of other people moved there. And all of a sudden, it becomes kind of notable, you know, and founders fund opens up. It happened with New York. Sequoia is opening a New York office. Like, you know, kind of people get places get anointed. I mean, that's why I, I want to leave California. It's just like, I think there's other places that are more exciting and interesting. Okay, welcome home, Molly. We missed you. It's Aww. good to have you back, partner. I am delighted. It's good to have you back. Delighted to be back. Follow us on Twitter, Mollywood, Jason, TWI Startups. Mm -hmm. Producers at thisweekinstartups.com. We will take your scoops, your leak drafts of uh, flow Ducks. drafts or any other yeah. information you want to send our way. Any Thoughts, flow comments, advisors. prayers, love. Also, I'm looking for... JTrade a, ideas. Yes. So jtrading.com. Just do the hashtag jtrading or jtrade. Either one. We look at them both. I'm looking for an Adam Newman impersonator <laughs> to randomly break into the show uh with phone calls and give me updates on flow so if our audience could go on instagram like there's one kid who i watch on tiktok and instagram who's amazing and he does howard cern really well and he does rami malik he does also um andy cohen he does howard cern he does the who's amount uh goldblum jeff goldblum incredible jeff goldblum and I think he's got, he's, he'll be able to crush this, but somebody find me uh, an impersonator and then we'll pay them to come on the show or we'll shout them out, whatever they want to just come in Molly. And we'll just have like a reoccurring segment of just Adam Newman Love coming it. on the show. Oh, or we can just it. pay Jared Leto. I mean, I think after- We could just pay We just pay Jared Leto to do this. He's, he's an angel like, investor, right? He's, he's an angel stilling. investor. We just have Jared Leto yeah. come on in character would be so genius to just come on yeah. randomly and be like, you know, we do like Tuesdays with- Adam. Um, so I love it. Jared Leto probably still has not left character. 
based on what no. we know about him. He's probably he still knows in character. That, that's coming. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. Incredible. Bye-bye.